Charles County has some of the most pristine bodies of water. Home to over 150 unique aquatic species, these bodies of water are also how many commercial fishermen make their living. It goes without saying that Charles County's parks, rivers, creeks, ponds are all a big part of many people's lives. But unfortunately, many of our day-to-day -day activities could be putting our waters at risk. Before we get into the specifics of what is putting our environment in danger, we should first discuss the two main kinds of pollution, point source and non-point source. I spoke with Karen Wigan, a planner at the Charles County Department of Planning and Growth Management to learn more about this topic. So a point source is when all of the rainwater is collected in some sort of a system or some type of water is collected into a system and then discharged from a single point into a stream or a river. Point sources are easily retraceable, like a leaking pipe, for example. But non-point sources come from a variety of things and are much more difficult to locate the origin. And a non-point source is anything that's coming off of the landscape. A common example of a non-point source is harsh chemicals running off of people's lawns or from parking lots, which happens to be a leading factor in pollution to our waterways, specifically nitrogen. Nitrogen and phosphorus are chemical nutrients necessary to support life. So in and of themselves, they are not particularly harmful to fish and seagrasses. While nitrogen in healthy amounts is necessary to support life, in excess, it can cause a lot of damage. Algae's main food source is nitrogen, and when there is an excess put into our waterways, it can cause large algae blooms. When these algae blooms die, they will decompose and rid of any oxygen in the water, causing dead zones where nothing can survive. In Madawoman Creek, the amount of nitrogen the water can manage from non-point sources is about 26,000 pounds per year. And this level is anticipated to keep algae levels lower, therefore keeping oxygen available for the survival of aquatic life. Reducing the amount of nitrogen that makes it to our waterways is a constant battle. Point sources have already been curbed extensively in Maryland, and this is because of the enhanced nutrient removal upgrades to major wastewater treatment plants over the past 15 years. This progress is only temporary, because as more houses are built, the more nitrogen that is released through sewage systems. This means that other sources of nitrogen must be controlled so that there is a balance between threats and the level of nitrogen that enters our waterways is at a non-threatening level. We will get more into the details about other ways Charles County is controlling the nitrogen levels later. But first, let's talk about another harmful chemical, chloride. Chloride is used in salt for de-icing, and when this chemical makes it to our waterways, it creates saltwater conditions, which makes any freshwater fish unable to live in the contaminated water. Currently, there are not limits on salt in Maryland. However, the oversalting is documented, and many jurisdictions, including state highways in Charles County, are reducing its usage and being more careful about application already. It's safe to say that most people didn't know salt was that dangerous to the environment. But believe it or not, there are many day-to-day -day activities that most people overlook that are actually detrimental to our bodies of water. I spoke with Paula Proctor, Outreach and Education Coordinator for the Watershed Protection and Restoration Program at the Department of Planning and Growth Management to discuss more about this topic. First, let's go over some of the household chemicals that you may not know are harmful and how to better handle them. Pesticides and herbicides affect aquatic life in some pretty awful ways. They've been found to suppress the behavior of fish, to actually they stop schooling together. It suppresses their immune systems, causes hormonal disorders in fish, 
And it also impairs the reproduction of birds that eat the fish that have consumed pesticides and herbicides that flow into our waters. Bleach and soap are extremely harmful to fish, but there are so many outdoor cleaners that contain these chemicals. It is recommended that people use white vinegar and water as a replacement for any outdoor cleaners. There are also limits on how much chemicals swimming pool owners are allowed to release annually. It's also recommended that people take their vehicles to professionals to have them washed, as they know how to properly handle these harmful chemicals. Commercial wash water from car washes is required by the state of Maryland to be actually sent to the sanitary sewer system. It is asked that people who do choose to wash their cars at home do so in their yard so the chemical does not flow directly into any storm drains or bodies of water. The fluids inside the cars, such as gasoline, oil, and radiator fluid, are also very dangerous to our environment. Just one quart of motor oil, if dumped on the ground, can seep into the earth and pollute 250,000 gallons of drinking water. A spilled gallon of gasoline can pollute 750,000 gallons of water. There are correct and incorrect ways to rid of these dangerous chemicals and hazardous waste. It is asked that people keep any of these products or chemicals in a sealed container with a correct label. These containers can be dropped off at one of the county's household hazardous waste events that are held on the first Saturday of every month. While one person washing their car or releasing chemicals may not seem so threatening, hundreds or even thousands of people washing their cars almost every day paints a very different picture. Similarly, the large amounts of pet and yard waste released into the environment also pose a threat. Sweep your grass and your leaves back onto your yard and don't let them go into the street because once they go down the storm drain, that yard waste goes right into our rivers and streams and is bad for water quality and also can increase flooding. Pet waste is high in nitrogen, which is the number one pollutant to the Chesapeake Bay. Not only is it required to um, pick up your pet's waste, not only when you take them for a walk out in public areas, but also in your own yards. Believe it or not, with the amount of uh, dogs that live in the county, their waste is actually one of the bigger contributors to pollution to our local rivers and streams. The phrase pollution abatement means to control or lessen the amount of pollution in an area. It is usually very difficult and very expensive. Once these chemicals get into the water, it is almost impossible to reverse or prevent those chemicals from causing more damage. Because of this, prevention should be our main focus. In order to make progress, a balance between these sources of pollution must be found. Now we have um, ratcheted down on the big point sources, and that was because technology had advanced and been very helpful in that area to really get very low nitrogen levels from wastewater. However, technology is not as advanced in, in removing nutrients from stormwater and even septic systems. However, there is new septic system technology that is being installed. The county is currently working very hard to balance and prevent threats from causing further damage. Well, the county staff has been very busy. In 2014, Charles County initiated a street sweeping and inlet cleaning program that removes over 200 tons of debris and trash annually, keeping it out of the waterways. The structure of a development also affects pollution, and Charles County has been making changes to better intercept and control liquid pollutants that would have otherwise made it to our bodies of water. 
We also are implementing nitrogen-reducing septics on new properties with, that are within 1,000 feet of tidal waters. And we implement environmental site design, which means building stormwater management practices as close to the source of the stormwater runoff as possible. So this creates many small stormwater facilities. You may see them surrounding parking lots and buildings. Stormwater ponds are crucial to preventing further damage as they can intercept chemicals running off of impervious surfaces, which are surfaces that cannot absorb liquids like asphalt and concrete. These facilities are so important because they intercept the threat before it comes in contact with our natural environment. There are times when these facilities need to be repaired or checked for maintenance. In Charles County, landowners with impervious surfaces are taxed a certain amount, which the county uses to pay for any repairs to these facilities, as well as the programs mentioned previously. Large stormwater ponds down to small rain gardens are inspected every three years, and over 300 denitrification units on septic systems need ongoing maintenance and inspections as well. While the county is doing things to reduce the amount of chemicals that run into our waterways, the more difficult form of pollution to prevent is litter. It is much easier for litter to end up in our waterways and much more difficult to make people realize how much of an impact their actions really have. To understand more, I spoke with Meg Romero, the Recycling and Litter Control Superintendent for the Charles County Government Department of Public Works Environmental Resources Division. So the worst part about litter is there's almost no way to track it back to the offender. When it comes to illicit discharges, such as automotive fluids and cooking greases, that can sometimes be attributed to a point source and enforcement is possible. Since most littering is done in private and can't be easily enforced, repeat offenses are common and difficult to eliminate. Not only is litter harmful to the environment, but it also hinders quality of life and how well some communities function. There's a list of social problems caused by litter and trash. Um, and litter creates a safety, fire, and a variety of human health hazards um, because of the organisms attracted to the litter, such as different bacteria, rats, and the like. Um, and many studies have shown that when littering already exists, people are more likely to continue littering in the same area. Litter affects how people perceive communities and how its residents interact with others. When litter exists, some people perceive there to be more crime in the area, um, and several studies and research has shown that littering does increase crime in areas. Um, in residential areas, litter has been found to decrease property value, and in commercial areas, it decreases the customers and reduces sales um, for those businesses. The pandemic affected litter in Charles County in ways that you may not expect. Charles County's litter control program has since closed because of fewer active participants. We had a total of three crews, and each crew had between three and four employees. So we had essentially 12, up to 12 people walking county roads picking up all of the litter. Um, we are now down to two crews. So we've gone essentially from 12 people collecting litter along the roads to five. Because of the lack of workers, the litter rate has seemed to increase. So looking at the numbers, there were several months where we didn't collect as much, but it's because we didn't have the staffing. So these crews are then, they're now playing a game of catch up, trying to pick up what's, what's been left out there. So really what I'm saying is it really hasn't increased as much as we would think or what we see, but because we see it more often because we haven't been able to collect and pick up as much as we have been in the past years, 
it, it's appearing as though it has increased. Charles County brings in about 130 tons of litter each year. Some actions have already been taken to reduce this amount, such as plastic straw and styrofoam cup bans. But one of the most dangerous items are plastic bags, which are used in mass on a daily basis. The containers at the front of the stores that have the uh, recycling containers for the plastic film, that's not a county program. That is, um, it's actually a private company, uh, TerraCycle. TerraCycle uses these materials to make things like park benches and plastic wrap for construction. The county does provide residents with blue recycling bins that accept most household recyclable items like aluminum and most plastics. But it is important to notice that plastic bags and styrofoam are not accepted. And we don't take them in our program because the plastic bags and the plastic films, when they get to the sorting facility, they get caught in the machinery. And it causes a big old mess and a big old problem, and it's a safety concern for the employees because they literally have to climb into the machinery and cut them out. Smaller items such as cigarette butts and gum wrappers are very difficult to remove due to their small size, so they tend to accumulate more and end up being eaten by fish and other animals. Also, uh, cigarette butts are one of the most common forms of litter, um, and due to their small size and abundance, they pose an extreme risk to the wildlife because they can leach the same toxic chemicals found in the cigarette into the water and the soil. Besides recycling and avoiding leaving trash outside, there are other ways that you can help. We have the Adopt-A-Road program where we offer residents or groups or businesses, uh, community organizations to an ad adopt a stretch of county roadway. Um, it's usually about a mile long. We ask them to clean that section of road three times within a calendar year, and we provide them with um, safety supplies such as vests, um, gloves, um, trash bags, the litter grabbers, and then we would also pick up the litter, the collected litter, um, after they've completed their cleanup. There is no one rule or system that will solve the issue of pollution, but rather a collective shift from old ways and an effort to take better care of our natural environment. The best way to change poor habits is to stay educated and understand the risks and the benefits of everyday activities. If you see a spill or possible illicit discharge, please call the Charles County Planning and Growth Management Office. This podcast was produced by Jeremy Boyden, intern associated with Charles County Government TV, digital media production student at College of Southern Maryland. Special thanks to Karen Wiggin, Paula Proctor, Meg Romero, and Brent Huber. Thank you for listening.